1: Hey guys, Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty. So excited to tune in to Real Estate with Ryan. We're just having all kinds of fun here in the studio. Thank you for joining us. Now, my partner in crime is not here today, so April couldn't join us. She's not feeling well, so under the weather, but thank you for tuning in. So we've got a good show for you. So got my rookie crew in here, got Holly in here, got Daniel in here. He's remoting in. It's just a party over here at Real Estate with Ryan, having a great time. And It's a teamwork, man. Teamworks to make this show come on the air every Saturday. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Hope you're all doing well. And uh, like I said, we got a good topic. We usually do a lot of congratulations. We do a lot of thank yous, but we're going to kind of skip that today. I want to focus the first segment of our show. We're going to cover two topics. So the first thing we're going to talk about is open houses. Yes, open houses. Even in the real estate market today, You see plenty of open housing signs, whether it's a builder, whether it's homeowners, or whether it's agents, open houses are used widely across the US. So we're gonna talk about open houses. And then the second segment, the old short sale. Yes, short sale. Haven't seen those in a couple years. We're seeing those more in the marketplace. I know we're doing one now. We're helping some buyers. And some sellers. So, in the second um, segment of the show, we're going to talk about what you need to know if you purchase a short sale. What you need to know to buy a short sale, and those tips to look out for to steer clear away from a short sale. That way, you're not caught into a deal for six or seven months and lose your forever home. So, let's talk about an open house, guys. So, you guys are tuning in, or maybe you've bought and sold real estate, and uh, everybody kind of knows what an open house is. But basically, an open house is usually done on the weekends. They're done by agents, owners, and builders across the country. And it's a way for owners or potential buyers to look at properties that they haven't seen online. So if you're in a subdivision, or if you're relocating in town, that you can go through an open house. And it's literally where you can walk through the house, hopefully less pressure. You'll probably have an agent, owner, or maybe the builder's rep there. And you can get an idea of what the product's all about, how the bedrooms, uh, upgrades, kind of get an idea of what you're looking for price-wise. Now, keep in mind, back in the days, 10 or 15 years before the internet was here, open houses were very, very effective. Why was that? Open houses are very, very effective because we didn't have Google. We didn't have the internet. So as I told you, it may date me a little bit, but when I started, we had the real estate books. They were like this thick, and we used to give them to our clients. Yeah, literally. And uh, we would we would carry that information around. And have that opportunity uh, that if they wanted something to look at, then they would look in the book, and we carried around with them. Well, has the market changed? Has real estate changed over the last fifteen or twenty years? So the books are gone. Print media is pretty much, you know, not not effective. But we still have it out there, right? Um, so open houses still around. Why do you think that's effective, and how do you think that that's going to help you move forward? Well, open houses are done on a lot of different reasons, but the main reason is to give exposure to the property. And so we're going to talk about, do we really need an open house in today's marketplace? And there's mixed reviews. You know, I'll go both sides to cover the open house and how that's effective. But I think first and foremost, you need to understand about the open house and will that help you actually purchase your next home or will it confuse you? I think the biggest misconception to sellers is that, you know, what's the first thing that we do when we're not having success? Maybe the home's been in the market a while. Maybe we haven't had the traffic that we needed. Um, In today's market, we're in a very blessed economy. Economy's moving, the housing market, rates are really, really low and competitive. So if we're not getting activity, uh, more than likely, there's something besides an open house that is the issue. But the first thing that happens that sellers and agents, and agents, when that property is not getting the activity, let's do an open house. We'll do an open house. We'll do a broker open house. And we do this. Okay. We don't do a lot of open houses. And this is the reason. Open houses, we don't have a reason or a target method to really attract the type of buyers that we're looking for. Meaning qualifications. We get a lot of people that are kind of looking. We can't gauge their Uh, where they're coming from. And the biggest thing is price ranges. So some people, even though we'll have the ads um, with price ranges and specifics, a lot of times uh, buyers will overlook those. And so the feedback that we get on the open houses um, usually do not help us or they're not even from the right clientele. What else happens at open houses? Usually it's an opportunity for agents. Yes, I'll say it for agents out there to gain more business So the biggest reason um, to do an open house, you see a lot of newer agents in our marketplace that do open houses. We get agents that want to call and put our houses on open houses. Um, It's an opportunity to meet more customers and sell them another property. Not very effective on selling your home, but help the agent gain more business. The other thing of frustration about an open house that um, you may not think about is when we have an open house, who always comes to the open house? You, 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 and I both know. It's the neighbor down the street. It's the neighbor down the street that's looking and uh, getting an idea of the, of the neighborhood. But more than likely, he's going to be your competition, right? He's going to be on the market. He's going to be selling, and he wants to see how your home is priced, so he can either price it a little bit better or know exactly where he needs to sell it. How does that help you in the seller? Uh, you know, being a seller in today's real estate market. Um, Not a whole lot. I pulled an article and it mentioned just briefly about this, but this was out in Texas and a particularly hot housing market um, said about 26% of the homes um, sold above list price and did not hold a open house. So with technology today, There's so much that goes on the internet. I know we've just uh, incorporated new technology where we're able to go through the homes online, virtually just walk through them. And a lot of that technology is out there that we're implementing in the marketplace. But it gives buyers a sense that, hey, if I'm moving from Texas and I'm relocating to Knoxville, time is so important. We talk about that all the time, that time is your most valuable commodity, right? So if I'm moving to Texas I'm down here on a weekend. I've got a new job starting in about a week. I can't afford to look at 15 houses in a day. I've got a week. I got to narrow down the search. And by using technology that allows us to now transfer everything to the internet. So, we don't find that open houses are probably the most effective tool. I'm not saying that you don't do them. I just don't think it's uh a good gauge to get activity in today's market, but they are used, I think some important things that if you do do an open house, some things that you need to keep in mind, um, these are kind of fundamentals 101, but if you do an open house, everybody knows to put your valuables away. But if you got any antiques, if you got, uh, things that little people could touch, God forbid, uh, let's put those away. Um, Make sure that if you do one, if your agent's going to do an open house for you, that that agent is there throughout the whole process and that they're walking people in and signing in and getting a name and a number of who comes through. That's so important. Um, Personal items, um, you may have some personal photos out and things like that, but any kind of personal bills, things that could be picked up, make sure you put those away. Um, This is fundamental, make sure your desks. And all your paperwork, all your clutter, we all have it. Make sure you do that. Then um, they mentioned unplugging computers. Not really sure why that, but probably an important thing. I think the biggest thing to think about when we're talking about open houses is the opportunity to bring strangers in your home and you have no idea of who they're coming with. This is probably one of the biggest things that we run into, and especially when we deal with uh, some of our female agents, uh, doing an open house security and safety for them. Um, make sure that you have all your doors open, uh, opportunity that, that nobody's cars are blocked in and you're using safety meso- methods. I always use a team method. If you're females, uh, doing an open house, I think it's very powerful. Um, know where your spouses is, um, because those are opportunities. Again, we don't know who's coming through the house, so you got to keep your safety guard on and, uh, know that these things happen and you're always being prepared, So I would say on the open house front, would I do one? We do them rarely here, but if you're going to do them, do them strategic. Make sure you get it out on social media. Make sure if you do it, um, you have some kind of qualification process. We have an opportunity where if you use a lender, make sure that you have all their information there, maybe some examples of payments, interest rates. So right away when they walk in the door, they get an idea of exactly what this payment would be and what it would afford in the price range. Now, keep in mind, if you do that open house and have an opportunity, um, even if you have a newer agent out there doing that, this may not result in immediate sale, but there's never nothing wrong with having more exposure to your property, having more people come in, especially if your home's been in the market a little while, maybe it's a month or two in this market, And you want to get some more feedback encourage other agents to come by that open house it may give you the feedback that you need that whether that's a price reduction or some other things like that so hope you enjoy that comment in that section regarding open houses so we're coming up here on the break so stay with us we're going to talk about short sales in this market what you need to do to purchase your next short sale and be successful or don't get put in a contract in there for a couple months. You guys stay with us. You're listening to Real Estate with Ryan, and we'll talk to you here on the other side of the break. Whether
0: it's Knoxville, Sevierville, Maryville or Lenore City, East Tennessee is home sweet home to many Big Orange fans. And when it comes to buying or selling your home you need a hometown expert. Ryan Coleman and his team at Hometown Realty have over 30 years of experience and a proven game plan you can count on. Hometown Realty is your Tennessee realtor. To learn more, visit them at ryancoleman.org or call 865-693-SOLD. That's 865-693-SOLD. Hometown Realty, proud sponsor of the If you're wanting to purchase a new home but have questions about rates, programs, and costs, you need to call Chris Hogreff with Gateway Mortgage Group He has 17 years of lending experience in Knoxville and would love to help. Chris will happily answer all of your questions, and then he'll get you the best mortgage loan with the lowest rate. Also, Gateway Mortgage does not sell your loan after closing. You'll be their client for life. Come see how quick and stress-free it is to get quickly approved with Chris Hograff. Call him at 257-7777 to set an appointment to visit him at his office on Cedar Bluff. NMLS 289-930.
2: Hey Knoxville, Laura Ingram here. Thinking about selling your home with all the headaches that most people experience? Well, not all real estate agents operate the same. You have someone right here in your own backyard you can trust if you need to sell your home. I'm talking about Ryan Coleman of Hometown Realty. His system outmarkets and outsells 99% of other agents in the Knoxville area. Ryan spends thousands of dollars every week on marketing, and he drives more buyers to your home, resulting in a home selling faster and for more money. Ryan has been voted by Knoxville News Sentinel as one of the best realtors in your area. What I like is when you call Ryan, you get Ryan. You're not passed off to another agent. And don't worry about getting stuck owning two homes or no home at all. Ryan guarantees to sell your home at a price and deadline acceptable to you, or he'll buy it himself. How cool is that? You can also listen to Ryan right here every Saturday on Talk Radio 92.3 FM and AM 760, or just call Ryan directly at 693-SOLD. That's 693-7653, or go to RyanColeman.org and start packing.
0: Welcome back. This is Real Estate with Ryan your hometown expert. Ryan talks all things real estate and gives you the most up-to-date information on the Knoxville market and surrounding counties. Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty.
1: Hey guys, Ryan Coleman here back with Real Estate with Ryan. Thank you for staying tuned. Again, if you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty. We come here every week on the radio. We talk about Real estate, we talk a little bit about everything. Um, my wife is always usually with me, but she's not in today. So solo in the studios. And our first segment today, we were talking about open houses. So if you tuned in the first time and missed it, make sure you check us out on Facebook, social media. We've got that streaming live. We also got that recorded for you in case you missed that segment. But a uh, good topic about open houses. As the market starts shifting, we're going into basically the second and third quarter of the year. Our good friend, the short sale, if you remember those a couple years ago, short sale was an opportunity in the marketplace where if you know what a short sale is, or maybe not familiar with the real estate lingo terms, all it is, is basically the homeowner owes more than what the property is worth. So the short sale means, let's say, for example, I have a loan on the property that's $100,000. That $100,000, it's only worth $80,000. That's all we can get to the bank after commission, expenses, any closing costs, repairs. Well, guess what? At that time, the bank decides that it's in their interest to take a loss or a short sale. They end up selling the property below market, or below what the bank owes on it, and the bank usually writes that process off, or there's another process or method of collecting that balance. But that is what a short sale is, and has we've seen that back when the market between 2008 and probably all the way to 2014, but we definitely saw between 8 and 12. And that is sometimes referred to as a foreclosure or a pre-foreclosure. Now, how it's different and how some people get confused with the process, on a short sale, the bank does not own the property. It's still owned by the homeowner, and the homeowner controls it. They have utilities and things like that. But the homeowner either is behind on payments or has a big gap of what the home is worth and what the home will actually sell for and what they owe. And sometimes that causes a hardship. So not only does it mean that the owner is behind on payments. We've done plenty of transactions and we're doing one now where the homeowner has never missed a payment. But uh giving an example, a gentleman was transferred into work. It was in an area forever. It's kind of a remote area and he's got a higher priced property that will not sell at what they owe on it. And so it's caused some hardship for him being out of state for several years that now he has two homes and it comes into happens happens all the time and so what we're going to ho- hopefully do is have an opportunity to work with the bank to get him out of that situation to avoid all that money that he's paying every month every year that while the property is sitting vacant the biggest challenge in a short sale um, that most people don't understand is once you've been transferred out of a job, um, this one had an issue here recently, never had a problem, but we had break ins. We have things happen, a leak. You know, once a home is not maintained or you don't live there, all these things come up. And so that challenge and liability for the homeowner becomes greater. But when you buy a short sale, we're talking about things what you need to look out for in purchasing a short sale. Well, in today's marketplace, you know, as a buyer becomes very, very difficult, right? So uh, a lot of inventory is moving quickly. Some things that need price adjustments need adjustments, and they have an opportunity. And then there's short sales and some foreclosures out there in the market where they're actually a really good opportunity. So a short sale really means in today's marketplace that you can get something and actually get a deal, right? That's a deal. But you got to know how to buy and you got to have some strategies to how to secure that property. So if you're working with a buyer's agent, or if you're working with an agent to help walk you through that process, there's a couple of things that you need to know. I think the first thing that you need to talk about and have an understanding is with your agent to understand that whole process, because it's never easy. And you need to know what to expect in that short sale. Short sale usually starts like this, that when the bank gets an offer, It takes a process to go through that. That could be a 60, 90-day process or longer. Some of these banks could even take longer. So you need to be flexible about your moving. Now, that being said, some short sales could be done in 60 days very rapidly. It all comes down to the agent that you're working with, the experience, and how to handle that whole process. Our biggest challenge as a uh, listing agent or working with the seller, we've got to have great sellers that we can work with. The biggest frustration on working a short sale is not having all your paperwork, not only having all the information that the lender will need. So the lender is going to ask you as a seller some information about your pay stubs, where you work, um, cash on hand, uh, and really most importantly, your hardship. And it's important that you come up with that hardship letter to explain why you're selling and how the hardship has affected you and how you need kind of help to get out of the situation. Um, Sellers don't understand, but most people really don't know this, but uh, I don't think it's talked about that much, but sellers have an opportunity of two phases in the short sale. You have one where you can write the transaction off and more than likely it's going to settle on your credit. And number two, you have an option where you can pay back the difference over a period of time. And most banks will always take you up on that opportunity, uh, depending on what the balance is. Um, They may mark your credit as settled, okay, but when you enter an agreement to pay that balance off, whether it's 12 months, 24 months, or whatever you you can negotiate, they'll mark it as paid as agreed. Now, it all has to be in the contract. It has to be done. Maybe you want to bring your attorney in when it gets to that point. Um, But it can be negotiated that way that really makes a win-win for all parties. The bank gets a transaction closed and off their books. They get all their money back. Maybe it's spaced out. The homeowner uh, solves the problem of electricity, vacant home. The market's not going down further in value or changes. And then he's further behind on equity position. And uh, at a position when you pay everything back, your credit is as perfect as it was before. So perfect opportunity. We do a lot of them. Uh, You just have to have somebody that has the experience and has done it multiple times. It's not a fun process. It takes a lot of work. We've got a great team here that works with us throughout that process. And so um, that is one of the bigger things that most people really don't understand. When you buy a short sale, make sure you understand your comparable sales in the area, in the market. Because you have to understand what the bank will obviously take. When we do a short sale, most people don't realize that they're going to do the uh, kind of basically comparable search, but the bank's going to do two appraisals. There's something called a BPO, which is a broker-priced opinion. That All that means is they're going to, the bank's going to hire a real estate agent to go out and look at the market, look at the property, and come back with a real estate broker opinion of what that home is worth. And then they usually do a second opinion, which is an appraisal by a licensed appraiser. Um, if your offer is ever 20 to 30% of the mortgage amount, more than likely you won't see the negotiator's desk, meaning a lot of times the banks will not even consider such a low ball or ridiculous offer. So keep in mind, even though it's a short sale, it does not mean they're going to give you the house. Uh, the bank still has plenty of options and, uh, foreclosing is an option, uh, deed in lieu and things like that comes into play. If you're working with an agent in the marketplace now and you're considering making a purchase on a short sale, I think one of the biggest things that you need to take in fact is the actual listing agent's history of working with short sales. Do they have administrative staff that can help you through the process? How many have they done routinely and how successful have they been? Um, Some listing agents actually outsource those to other companies or independent companies that help you during that process. We have not been successful with that. We've never even tried it. It's a, uh, one of those things that we don't feel like we don't, we put in the back burner. Our client is very, very important. And so we take control of the whole aspect of taking care of the short sale. But some people do that as a form of their business. Um, I think one of the big things is that when you work that short sale, have realistic expectations from the beginning. So many times we get agents uh, that write us an offer and expect an answer in 15 days, Um, and it just doesn't happen. Um, Even if we've got everything to the lender, you need to expect about 30 days to get a pre-approval. Um, keep in mind, and I think this is for consumers out there, that if you make an offer on a short sale, there's gonna be multiple offers coming in during the process. Our job as real estate brokers work for our clients. Our job is to get them the best deal. Even if it's a short sale that the less that they owe to the bank, is advantageous and is our fiduciary to make sure that we're taking care of them. I think the frustration is that um, just because a contract is accepted, make sure you know it's always going to be subject to that bank approving the deal and that if you've got a great agent working for you um, as a seller, they're going to try to always get the best deal for the client. So keep that in mind. Understand that just because you've got an accepted short sale Somebody else could bid you out. So you need to make a good offer and have a plan B in case it doesn't work. So we talked about short sales. I hope you guys have enjoyed this show, Real Estate with Ryan. Every Saturday we're here. We're trying to give you the up-to-date information on the real estate market. If you need me for anything, it's 693-SOLD. That's 693-7653. You could watch us on social media. Um, Obviously, if you need to go right online, go to RyanColeman.org. And as always, we thank you so much for following us every week. We look forward to seeing you guys next Saturday right here with Real Estate with Ryan. You You guys have a great weekend.
0: Thank you for tuning in. You can reach out to Ryan anytime at 693-SOLD. Look us up on Facebook or visit him online at RyanColeman.org. And make sure to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. Only on Talk Radio 92.3 FM and a.m. 760.